Welcome back to Therapist Watching Bravo. I'm your co-host, Amanda. And I'm your other host, Madeline. We are so excited to be here. We are coming in hot today with Salt Lake City Reunion. Wow. I have a lot to unpack here because I held back last week. And we're going to dive in deep. We're going to dive in deep. I mean, Monica alone, I have enough to talk about for like four days. Yeah. I will keep it concise. Yes. <laughs> but, we, but we will get into it. But we'll it. get in there. Don't you worry. Um, we're going to touch a little bit on stuff we have been watching. Yep. Um, as we just are kind of gearing up for next week, Vanderpump comes out. I'm freaking stoked. I mean, this is the thing that started it all for us. I know. I mean, that's where we were. That was the birth of Therapist Watching Bravo was Scandaval. It was. And I just have such fun memories. Like, I would watch... Vanderpump in college yeah. with my college roommates in when I was 20 and now I'm 30. Here we are, a with, decade of beautiful reality television. No I notes. This has just been brewing for a long time. Yeah, it really has. Um, but before we dive into that, uh, if we have any new listeners, Madeline and I were just going to kind of like uh, introduce ourselves again. Yeah, we have a little reintroduction, if you will, because I don't know, I feel like we have some new followers and we kind of did this a long time ago, but we didn't really... I don't know. It's been a while. Yes. For new people who haven't listened to like every single episode. Which yes. like honestly, have you listened to our first few episodes? Oh, have, don't. It's cringe. It's cringe, cringe, cringe. as shit. Cringe. Just don't. Just don't listen. If you're listening, just don't. Just don't. But, but also <laughs> know that you have to do that as a part of the process. Not. I don't mean listen to us, but I just mean you got to get shit out there. No, you, you have to start somewhere. You do. You, you. That's so true. That's what I'm trying to say. That's honestly, you have to be able to cringe at yourself and move on in order to get better at anything. You do. So here we are. Okay. So how it all started is Mal and I. We have been colleagues. We are both therapists. We are friends. Mm-hmm. We met in. Auburn, because that's where we both went to grad school. Yes. You also went to undergrad there. Yes, I did. War Damn Eagle, through and through. War Damn Eagle. Uh, I'm getting more comfortable with saying that. Oh, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, And what year was that? Like 2016? Yeah, I think so, because I've been with Austin for a minute, and we met in 2015, so I think, yeah. 2016. Yeah, that sounds right, because yeah. when did you start grad school at I started 2015. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So it was probably yeah. then. Yeah. So we met, um, and we just like hit it off. Madeline was like one of my only friends when I was in grad school. <laughs> she was like such a bright spot in my life. No, being in grad school is so weird because you don't have your friends from under. And like, I went to Auburn for undergrad and being in grad school there, I was like, this is lonely. Yeah. So I can't even imagine being somewhere new. It- I was like, hey girl. Let's get a croissant at Starbucks. That's like really where it was all. That's really where we hit it No, you bought me a mini scone. I remember that. No, I I said, let's go get mini scones. And then, because you know everyone, Madeline has so many friends. Like she always knows people everywhere we go. Your friend was working at Starbucks and said, here, have all of them. And then we got like eight mini scones. And I just, I still remember how glorious that was. Wait, man, I didn't even remember that. And also, I had friends because I went there. Like, you know what I mean? No, I know, like, but you are actually social. But, like, <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is living. <laughs> we it's, are little mini scone rich right now. It is the little joys. <laughs> it was. When you're stuck on campus that, for 12 hours. No, seriously. And y'all had long days for marriage and family therapy stuff. Like, that was, whew. 
It'd be terrible. It was terrible. So that's how we met. And then, like, we weirdly, like, both married engineers. Yeah. And we're both therapists. So that was kind of fun. Both and in ATL. Like, ended up in the same city. And ended I, up in Atlanta. And I reached out when I got here. And I was, and we reconnected. And it's just been beautiful ever, ever since. Yeah. And you've helped me whenever I had, like, a shit job that I left. I, like, years and years ago. And I, like, was – I had no job, and you helped me, like, get in with another practice, and, like, we did LRJ stuff, which is, like, mental health education. That was so fun. Me and Alan were, in like, schools. Pre- present to middle schoolers and high schools mental health education. Which, like, I think, like, that helped me like adolescence, because before that I was like, no, I'm only working with adults. And then, like, I after that I was like, okay, teenagers are fun. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, that was, like, eye-opening for me. That was so fun. That was so fun. I also feel like that is kind of a, oh, that, us having fun doing that is a thing that kind of started the pod, because we had had wanted this other way to, like, we like liked talking about mental health, yes. we love Bravo, and we just, like, needed another avenue to be able to talk about these things, because yeah. it's so fun. It's so fun, and it relates to so many things, and, like, I don't know, mental health stuff is everywhere, and it's certainly in Bravo, because it's reality tv so yeah and i feel like that's another reason i mean because we watched so much bravo and we would talk about it so much yes literally every walk we would take which would be like once a week twice a month or whatever we would talk about bravo and it's like at some point we just need to record this yeah and i was feeling like this gap in because i was reading on reddit and like facebook groups and other podcasts and stuff like that and so like i loved hearing what everyone else was saying and their opinions and all that was really fun, but a lot of it could be really reactionary or gossipy. And like harsh. And harsh. And sometimes I just be like, that's not fucking it. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. not why. I totally agree with that. It's like, let's like take a step back and think a few layers underneath the surface of what we're seeing. And so like that's, I think that's why Amanda and I have like talked about it so much because it's like, I don't know, it's just good and kind of fun to go underneath the surface. Yeah, and Bravo's all about people's lives. Yeah. And that's what we like do for a living in a way yeah and i think people see their own lives through the shows and so i don't know we we love this shit long story short love this shit (laughs) we wanted a way to be able to be fun but informative or something yeah yeah it's like if we can help like i feel like it's like trickle have you heard people talk about trickle down therapy yes and like it's kind of like that it's like you know if you can get little bits of therapy here and there and it's helpful great we love that we Love it. And sometimes, like, what we say might not click with you, and sometimes it's just like, take it or leave it. Yes. It's just like what it makes us think of. Yeah, That's exactly. All. We don't know everything. No, we sure don't. We don't assume that we are right. We, it's just we what are comes up. We're human first. We yes. are figuring shit out as we go. We are. But we do have fun making this. So that's that's our little reintroduction. Yes. So let's get to it. Yes. Um. Okay, so you've been catching up on Summer House. Yeah, so I've been watching Summer House. I am trying to get through i'm in the covid season so i feel like i'm not that far away you're not and i think this is going to be so interesting for when summer house comes out real time of seeing like carl's transformation i know because you saw him be party boy fuck boy fuck boy drinking too much or just kind of struggling with that and yes. then now he's sober curious or getting sober yes in this current se- season i'm watching that's what he's like and it's really interesting i don't know because him and Lindsay aren't together yet which i thought that they would be together by now mm-hmm. like but the seasons i'm watching but but I don't know. He's he's an interesting character, but his like brother had just passed away and like he's like struggling with his drinking. I don't know. It's he's he but he seems like he's getting a lot of insight into himself and like learning about himself. And 
He is, I'm not gonna lie, he's cute. He's my new Bravo crush. Oh, he is really cute. He's tall and he's handsome. He's tall. I mean, yeah, say less if you're tall. Like, okay. <laughs> he's so cute. Um, but he's also like, I don't know. Like, I, he, they just like fought with Luke on this episode I just watched. <gasps> Luke. That was tea. An F boy. Yeah, no, literally an F boy. And Luke was like, and um, Carl was like, you can't talk to like these women like this. And I was like, oh, Say less, Carl. Carl be growing. <laughs> yeah, no, he. we love to see it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm watching. What are you watching right now? I, okay, not Bravo. I'm watching Yellowstone because <laughs> I've never seen it. Wild. Wild in a different way. I, no. It could appeal to the Bravo universe. Yeah, people. yeah. Because they're, I mean, the dramatic. team. Yeah. It's dramatic. And they, like, be killing people off. People be dying. <laughs> <laughs> Family tensions, big. Family dynamics, crazy yeah um but also in preparation for vpr i was watching scandaval uh the last the last episode of like the last season yeah and it was wild and i got more <laughs> i guess i renewed my ick for tom the sandoval <laughs> yeah because we've kind of softened to him over not really but like kind of been like all right everybody like lay off of him since yeah. VPR has been over. Yeah. And so since you went back, you're like, oh, wait, no, it has returned. I think because like now it's now knowing everything we know now because it's now and not then, if that <laughs> makes any sense. No, it does. Um, his like performance uh, like to Lisa and his hysterical crying. Yeah. And I just want to talk to Ariana when she's not so mad at me. And oh. you just get more ick because I'm like, God, that was all a front. Like we knew that. Exactly. But then like now that we know he just went off and tore his band and, you know, kind of kept up with Rachel and then was with other people and everything. You're just like, Ew. it's just more ick. And also just like more crazy and I forgot about the other things that like so much that Ariana kind of turned a blind eye to Hmm. that maybe I this is a weird thing to say but like I wish she was like open to like when they first got together he cheated with Miami girl yeah and Ariana knew that no she did she did turn a blind eye to some stuff and like we don't know what their conversations were like behind closed doors of of course but like they were still together for a long time despite him doing some like with other people shady shit Yeah, yeah yeah and you know skipping out on her birthday and her grieving oh yeah to go fuck shit up with bulldozers you know you just like I forgot about that that was wild yeah so it, it was a good refresher hmm. I cannot wait for it to come back I'm I'm gonna be really curious about okay actually I'm gonna spoil something right now not for the show for you I bought Wilder a, P, a book like a children's book on Amazon I like saw it on Instagram yesterday and I was like immediately by it's called P for Pumptini Stop. I'm so excited. Stop. <laughs> I'm really excited. We'll have to do a live reading on Instagram. I'm really excited about it. That is the best thing in the entire world. I know. I want, I can't, I'm the worst gift giver because I can't hold a secret. I'm just so excited for you to have it and oh, for Wilder to read so it. That is so sweet. Um, but I mean, it was literally like $10, but like, I'm so excited no, about it. No, sons for Bravo. Yeah, no, exactly. We want to raise our sons so that they can understand Bravo and be there for their wives or their husbands. That's right. Like, supportive Bravo spouses, Bravo sons. We love it. That's, wow. So, wow. I'm excited about I'm that. I'm so excited for that. It's we'll do be a great. live reading. Yeah, no, it'll be great. We, can, we should record his reaction to reading <laughs> it. He's probably going to be like, I don't know what this means, but it's fine. No, no, I think he's going to um, understand. <laughs> he's going to get the vibe. But when I saw Pete for Pumptini, though, I was like, yes. 
<sighs> okay, should we dive into Salt Lake? Let's dive into Salt Lake. So I don't have that many thoughts about part one. Um, That's okay. It was, you know, it's in part one and two. I guess it was three parts. Gosh, they really drag reunions out. Like I know, and they sometimes could, they talk about all the stupid stuff, and you're like, get to the juicy no, stuff. No, yeah, like, no, 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 we don't care about the bathtub stuff with, no. like, Meredith. Like, we, we're over that. That was, I mean, although it was funny, like, we don't really need to have a conversation about that. Like, we all want to talk about Monica and, like, yeah. all the shit with that. Um, although, in the first couple parts, two takeaways. One, um, Heather was sorting through her thoughts on Mormonism while supporting Lisa's son's mission. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And I thought that was really interesting because, okay, for those of you who don't know, Heather has left the church, um, the Mormon church, and Lisa Barlow is still Mormon, but she's kind of like, she's not like strict Mormon, and she almost... I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's like the rules don't apply to her. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't wear, like, she claims that she wears, like, sleeveless tops to, like, church. And, like, Heather's oh. like, no way. Like, yeah. you, you know, she has a tequila company and, like, she drinks and all that stuff. Um, I don't think they're supposed to have, no, wait, they can have caffeine, but they can't have hot beverages or something. They can't have coffee and, like, tea. But they can have, like, a Diet Coke. Something like that. Yeah, there's something like that. My friend Alex, shout out Alex, she's very into Mormon culture, so she ed- educates me on this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that being said, Lisa's son, is, he's going on the mission. I actually think he came back and, like, didn't go on the mission. Um, but Heather was talking about it and was like, you know, I should have been supportive of Lisa, but I all of my stuff, like, came up when Jack announced his mission and... She was, like, not supportive. And, which is tricky because it's Lisa's kid. You don't want to, like, disparage someone's kid and, like, what they're doing. And yet, like, I think it was just, like, so triggering for her in so many ways. It felt so unfair that you can, like, bend all the rules and, like, that's how I got kicked out. Yes. Or a reason I left. And then you get to do it the way that maybe I wanted to do it. It's so complicated. Yes. Especially because it's, like, talking about people's, like, sense of belonging and purpose and approval and acceptance. It like hits on all these like core attachment needs or these core needs we feel as humans. A hundred percent. Because she was like, she did a live book reading, which was like one of her like positive things from the season she talked about in the reunion. Um, but she read her book and I don't know, she talked about like missing the Mormon community and like missing being in that world, but also like not wanting to be in that world anymore. Yeah. It's just like really interesting to hear her talk about it. And I was like, I, I get that for anyone who's like left a faith and like, I just feel like that would be really hard because you lose that community, but mm-hmm. like, and you still have some of the same values, but you don't really belong there yeah. anymore. And so I just thought that was interesting, but Meredith, no, not Meredith. I keep doing that. Heather and Lisa made up which is fun so i'm here for that yay i know we love that honestly like the core group of women on that show outside of monica like all really bonded together i think it's just like you know when like you hate the same person oh when you go through some wild wild shit shit together together. yeah like that it does bond you it bonds you forever (laughs) i'm convinced um my other takeaway from the first couple parts is why is mary cosby on my screen I need I her gone. I need her gone. She's so bizarre. She doesn't fit in. She doesn't contribute she's... anything. She's only mean no, and, and nonsensical. Like, yeah, exactly. And her stealing money, basically, from mm-hmm. her parishioners. Is that the word? No, yes. Um, it's 
messed up. It's and messed like, up. And I she, don't like being around that stuff. No, and I don't know why we're perpetuating, like, the clout of a spiritual leader who is not kind and is, yeah. like, kind of messed up. And, like, it's just, it just feels very it, icky. It feels so icky. And, like, that's not what we watch Bravo for. No. We watch it for, like, fun escape into crazy stuff yes like fun crazy drama here and there but like i don't need mary cosby and all of her like marrying her step grandfather like i don't need all that on my screen and like literally like she wouldn't go to some of the dinners she would stay in the sprinter van and go to mcdonald's like i'm like why are you on the show like you were contributing nothing except for i do think it's funny when she calls whitney little girl i do enjoy that (laughs) i enjoy that very much um but outside of that it's a no for me. I need her off the show. She's contributing. She wasn't like a cast member. She was like a friend of the show this year. But even then. And I don't know. People who treat other people like that, I don't want to give them like positive attention and a paycheck. Precisely. Because like she she literally told Heather she looked inbred. Like it's, you can't say that and be like, whatever, it's, it's fine. It's such a low blow. It's a low blow. Like that's... That's honestly that, cruel and that mean. That is so different than I saw like a TikTok or something, and they're like, first of all, like they're like, you're so dramatic, <laughs> dramatic. Like that's like, and they're all like, oh, that response is dramatic. Yes. Like, overnight. That's just these are way different vibes. Way different vibes. Like she and and I feel like people, everyone on the show tiptoes around her. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, no one calls her out and keeps her accountable. And when they do... she's kind of scary. She is kind of scary. And which I think is how... Segue, how people felt about Jen Shaw. And, um, like, that's why Heather covered up her black eye, apparently, which we'll get into, because she was afraid of her. So I think it's, like, it's interesting. Like, a lot of people are afraid of people on Salt Lake City. And then they act in a certain way. Like, almost in, like, this, like, fawning way. Um, like, and if you're not familiar, um, it's fight, flight, fawn, and freeze. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't familiar with fawning. And that's kind of like when you just do what you need to do to protect yourself. And you kind of like, you go, right. Like you just do what's asked of you to get out of a situation as soon as you can. Um, so I feel like people do that with her. Even Andy kind of. Like, nobody really challenges her. I'm just well, confused. I think because she's so, like, out of this world. Yeah. I, I don't know. Honestly, she is kind of like a character. Yeah, that it's just like, sometimes I feel like when I'm watching her, or maybe when these people are around her, it's like, we're not in the same Mm-mm. dimension. We're like, not we're not in the all. same reality here. Literally So it not. feels kind of pointless. I don't know. Yeah, no, it makes no sense to me. So that was my main thoughts from the first few parts. Um... Outside of that, I guess we can get into Monica. Let's do it. Which, like, where do we even start? Um, First of all, obviously, she and her mom are super toxic. And I want to talk about, too, just, like, people like this aren't just, like, born. Yeah, or it's not like they're like, I'm going to fuck up some shit. Yeah, like, I'm not... not just like, I'm going to... Right. Like, these people are not feeling good on the inside. No, hurt people hurt people. It's one of those, like, trite things that's, like, very true. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if you don't know much about Monica, her mom abandoned her, went to live in New York City, and, like, left Monica, like, with her friend to raise her, which is just... Could you imagine... I mean, that's serious level of abandonment. That's, that's, yeah, that's very... That's abandonment. Um, and so when you have abandonment, um, there's some research on this about how that influences your attachment style and how you move in relationships because you kind of like, 
embed this fear of, oh, they're just going to leave or, yes. you know, the like something bad's going to happen. Because if you really think about it, sorry for like another heavy episode, if your <laughs> main caregiver, like your mother gave you up yeah. to like, and just left you yeah, and didn't come back for however long or come check on you. Like that is that is the worst. That's literally the I one can't of the even... worst things that can happen. Yeah, that pain it's is traumatizing like traumatizing. It is in catastrophic yeah. to how you feel, how you view yourself, how you view the world, who you feel like you can rely on and depend on. I mean, you yes. literally like when you're a little baby and a little kid rely on your caregivers for life. Yes, for everything. For everything. So it is truly like just a huge It's a huge blow, yeah, to her and her trust and her relationships and her self-image. Like so much. It would affect every piece of you. Yeah. And and her mom, I'm sure she, her mom had her stuff that influenced her too. Totally. Um, But her, like they talked about like how her mom like prayed over Monica and she was like, and dear God, like if Monica doesn't get the show, let it be me. What? Which that to me, I, I don't know. I'm just like thinking about if I heard this or I guess I am hearing this. I'm just trying to not like <laughs> diagnose or something. Yeah. But what I'm, which just sounds so complicated to me is like not only like all of that neglect, but then to come back yeah. and do some mean shit. Yeah. That's like an extra layer of complicated. And of like, like wanting, betrayal. And then want yes, and to steal your child's spotlight. Yeah. Like that's another Level. very complicated layer here. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, you know. I think there are reasons that Monica is the way she is. And like, there is a big part of me that wants to empathize with her and I see her brokenness. And yet like, and we kind of talked about this with Southern charm. Like how far does that absolve you? You know? And it's like, cause we can empathize and hold people accountable. I think a lot of people have people like this in their lives. That totally. Are listening. Totally. Yeah. Cause, and it's confusing because you it like, is. like when you see somebody with a broken past and like a, past where they've been traumatized and hurt and let down you want to be soft towards them and yet like when they're hurting other people like that's not okay like it doesn't just like make that okay yeah and i think to go back to your question i don't think like bad histories or trauma or whatever you've gone through i don't think that absolves you yeah or i i I think the point of why we're talking about it to have some more understanding is just so we can wrap our heads around crazy stuff that happens. I think we're always searching for meaning or for why. So it helps us kind of organize and put together this crazy experience that happened. Yeah. Like all the women went through with reality Von Yeah. And also I think just to help ourselves like let go and come to acceptance or peace with whatever crazy thing happened or hurtful transgression happened to us. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, like, this person gets a free pass on their behavior. Exactly. Like, when we were talking about Austin from Southern Charm, like, he has a trauma history there. It doesn't justify necessarily, like, what he's done or how he's operated in relationships. Mm -hmm. It's like... And I, I feel like I say this, like, every episode. Like, your past and your trauma is not your fault. Yes. And it's your job to untangle things and not hurt other people. Especially when you're an adult and you have yes. some resources now. Especially, yeah, exactly. And she has children and it's like, don't pass this on to your kids. So mm-hmm. it's like... It's also really different. Sorry, you just... No, I, think no, I love like, this. Like a caveat. It's also really different of when 
you're like in a relationship like with your spouse or your partner or your friends or whatever and to be like whoa like this part of me got triggered yes i felt like you were abandoning me or you were coming at me in that way that's why i was like so mean or like or cut you off was really cold to you a hundred percent and at the same time i don't want to hurt you i care about our friendship next time i'm feeling triggered i want to talk to you about it and not react in that way that's a way different move totally that is owning how your past triggers you and yes. causes you to have some off-putting behaviors. And we all have stuff like this to varying oh, degrees. Totally. I mean, I'm literally sitting here to self-disclose a little bit. Like my dad passed away when I was eight. And I think it's, I've had, I relate to Monica in that, in that way of like the abandonment. Like I, I get the that. ultimate abandonment. Yes. And it's like, I remember when I first started dating Austin, like I was, my patterns were patterning as they do. And I caught myself, I was like, oh, wait, I'm pushing him away. Mm -hmm. Because I'm afraid of him leaving, mm -hmm. I'm actually pushing him away. And I caught that like maybe in the first year of us dating. And I look back on my other relationships before that. I'm like, oh, I did not catch that. And that's like low-key cringe. <laughs> um, but you know, I was in like high school. Like I was count. reacting. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> that's like not real. What are we talking Wrong. about there? That's, that's right. But you know, all that being said, like, you know, it, it takes a I'm not saying like I'm so humble, but it takes a little level of humility to like look at your side of the street, mm -hmm. um, and keep that clean and like work on that. And I wish I would love to see Monica like do that. And she did not apologize once. So and that is, that is like a red flag. Yeah. Of why you would be like I can no longer be in a friendship or relationship with this person. No. And like why it would be healthy to separate. A hundred percent because all of the women at the end, Andy was like. Is there anything Monica could have said to like make y'all be friends with her? And all of them were like, no. And I honestly get that. That's just like a healthy boundary because it's like sometimes it's too far gone. Like there's, she was just kind of, Monica wasn't saying these words, but like mm -hmm. what kind of she was saying was like, I will keep doing this. Yeah. I'm not seeing how my actions hurt you, nor do I care about that, nor do I care to repair, yep. nor do I care to have like a healthy relationship and own my shit. Exactly. And that doesn't really leave you with any moves, I think. Um, no, exactly. It's like, how do you move forward? You don't even, and even if she said she was sorry, I think it would have been fine for the woman to be like, I hear you and, and, and we're I done. were done still, yeah. but she didn't even do that. So I would be double done. If I was all of those women, yeah, I would be like done. double done. Like I just yeah. goodbye. <laughs> okay. I want to say like a quick comment too. Cause this made me think about like, not just like, because Monica or like a friend is someone you could cut off. Yeah. Or be done with. Right. And I think we all have like maybe family members or in-laws or something where it's like, I can't really escape that situation. Yeah. Like we're kind of forced to be in some type of contact with each other. And I just wanted to make one comment about that of like, if that is kind of your situation, then I think that's where you go into like, what can I control? Yeah. How can I protect myself? How can I limit my time? How can I protect my peace? Yes. How can I put on my little bubble and like let their shit roll off of me? Yes. Um, so I just want to throw that out there too. That no, I love that. It doesn't feel totally hopeless. Like if you can't yeah, what can cut you control? contact yeah. with someone. Yeah, because other people are always going to be out of your control. Yes. Like that's just how it is. And it sucks. Like I can acknowledge that too. Like there are people in my life where I wish I could wave my wand and they would like do what I want them to do. But that's just not, but what, but I, what I can control is me. <laughs> always so we love that um 
for some some lighter notes, um, Monica um, did impersonate Lisa Barlow, and it was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> it was like, I wish I could do it. I thought I was going to try, and now I'm getting shy. <laughs> but it was very, I can't do it. I'm too shy. But it was hilarious. Um, and Andy was like, that was pretty good. Um, I love that. Did you see where Monica came out with a burn book? Yes, I did. I think it flopped. Like, I have seen no, the people of the internet are like, no. no. I think anything Monica would have done would have, like, <laughs> flopped. Flopped. Like, people were not... Also, this is a one-sided journey, really. All, although, some people on the internet are defending her, and I am triggered. I understand that, because my hunch would be, if those people are identifying with Monica... Yeah. They are relating to Monica. They're finding similarities with her. Yeah. So... Um, I would understand you being triggered. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you're, I, I mean, I'm going to call a spade a spade. If you're being an internet troll and you are sympathizing with someone who's being trolly, like reconsider some actions here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to judge because I, everybody has their past and like can relate for different reasons. But I'm just saying it is a data point that if someone is yes. acting that way and they're liking that, it's like, huh. Well said, man. It is a data. Point. It's just, I say that all the time in therapy. I don't know if you say that. I'm like, hmm, that is some interesting data for us. Yeah. Emotions are data. Actions are data. Let's, all that's data. Let's note it. Yes. Um, Mon- oh, Monica was driving by Jen's house, like stalking her. And they have video evidence like of her doing it like 30 times. Like a lot of times, and she that did not. That's scary. That's the next level. It's cr- like, the, and what's crazy is in the reunion they would like call her out, and then she'd be like, "That's not true," and then they would have video evidence and audio recordings. Like it was crazy. Okay, okay, I want to pause here for a moment, please, because I'm thinking of like other Bravo villains. Yeah, Jax. <laughs> Monica is scarier to me than Jax. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Jax does scare me. I mean, he also scares me. We did a deep dive earlier on. I would say listen to it, but it's also cringe. It's also, I listened to it recently. It was cringe. Don't listen. Don't. Just (laughs) Just believe us, yeah. Just just make believe. Um, But there's, I mean, Jax also lies a lot, but. Yeah. He also will own it too. Like when he was confronted with stuff, he would own up to it eventually. But my favorite is when they would call him out, he'd be like, no, it wasn't that. And then they would play the flashback. That is my favorite thing that Bravo producers do ever. Like I love that. It's the best thing. I wish I had that in real life. Or when he thought it was like really good that he just told Brittany like a day later that he did in fact cheat on her with Faith. And he just did that because it'd be better for him. Oh God. Jax. Um, Not to go on it. I digress. Oh no. I mean I can't wait for But this is scarier. Stalking someone and then denying it. You have to agree that's next level. No it's next level and like again I think she thinks she was doing vigilante shit and it's like no. That'd be scary to me. Oh she claimed that the FBI wanted her to go by the that's why she did that. She's like she wanted they wanted me to see if she was dr- drunk driving. No. I know, and they were all like, Monica, like, no. you cannot convince me that the FBI was telling you to drive by her house. It's like she listened to Midnight's and she heard Taylor Swift. <laughs> and she said, I'm on my vigilante shit. Wait, side note, have I told you that um, I am reconsidering Tay Tay? Yeah, I've been sending you songs. Okay. I've sent you songs. I think I'm. I think I'm a fan. You have to be. I know it's happening. 
Good. Yeah, I just want I want to let you I'm know. I'm glad you finally joined us. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here. I you know women support women. I can't be shitting on Taylor. Like, why did I not like her? I don't know. I did some deep dives with it myself. She's in a league of her own. She really is. I can't hate her for for it. Like, no. she's just like she's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a lot of her? Are we inundated with her? Yes. Yes. But I like her. I said it. But is she a top performer? Yes. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She be she's got to be an Enneagram three. Right, yeah, we, me and her are the same. Oh. I don't want to brag, but, <laughs> but me and Tay Tay are linked. We're both three-wing <laughs> and I'm only gonna call her Tay Tay. I think I, I'm here for it. This is my journey with Taylor Swift. I mean, draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. That's great. That so okay. There are some songs that I'm just like, nar. I'm never gonna like. That's okay. But there are some songs that go hard. What ones do you like? I like okay. I like Death by a Thousand Cuts. I love Death by a Thousand Cuts. I love, and I really F with the folklore. Yeah, it's good. The the bridge at the end goes hard. I know. Like, I get get kind of turned. Anyways, I'll keep y'all posted on my Tay Tay journey. We'll check in with that. (laughs) Um, Okay, but so to close all this out, the craziness of the black eye. So this was revealed... That Jen Shaw did indeed punch Heather, although Heather was like, I was so drunk, I don't remember, but I know she did it. And so it's like, okay. Um, Hmm. So she essentially covered for Jen, Mm -hmm. um, and that feels icky in and of itself. So Yeah, because if you do something like that to protect the person... That so far crossed a boundary. Yeah. Although, understandable. I think a lot of people have done this. Totally. But the scary thing is, is it perpetuates the behavior. It does. Unintentionally. It does. I don't think Heather meant to. No, I I totally agree with that. I think she was just like, oh, like, I want to protect my friend. But even, like, watching her talk about it on the reunion, she was like, she wasn't really my friend. Like, she never had my best interest at heart. Like, it was never a reciprocal friendship. And I thought that that was really interesting. Um, And she, and Andy kind of came for her because whenever she, back when she was lying about it and covering for Jen, she, like, threw out all these ideas of what might have happened. And she said, like, oh, like, maybe producers, like, planted something or they hit me or something. And so Andy kind of came for her and was like, hey, like, that sucked. Um, And she was like, and she gave a genuine apology um, which I Good. appreciated. I thought it was for real, but I get why he was upset by that. I'd be yeah, pissed about him. That's a serious allegation. Yeah. That's and- a serious thing to say, especially when you know you're covering up for someone. And then that's like a weird double whammy. To- totally. Like throwing someone under the bus for something very serious that like, you know, didn't happen. Yeah. But then also then protecting the person who actually did the Harm. Harm. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was just, but I think a lot of us, maybe not all of us, but like if you've been in a relationship with somebody who's kind of scary like that and you just kind of like yes. are complicit, but just protect yourself, like it, you, it can be scary. And all the women were like, yeah, we get why you were scared. Well, because Jen Shaw did prove to be scary with all of her stuff that she's gone to jail for. Oh my God. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was litigious and like she is literally in jail on Watch What Happens Live last night. Andy was like, um, he's like, let's wait for the votes to come in from the jail. And I was like, dang. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of, like, the high notes on the Black Eye stuff. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else with that. I think that's really all I have with Salt Lake. That, I think, sounds so great. We are just getting lit because VPR is going to be coming out on the 30th, which yes. is Tuesdays. I, that's crazy. And Malin and I are trying to come in hot with you guys, trying to pot on Wednesdays. And yes. Get the pot out on Wednesdays. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. So, you know, we'll be watching it. We'll be... Turning it around. Pumptinying with Wilder. And y'all know that we aren't edited because we don't have time to edit this podcast. So it's going to be fresh off the press for you. Live. right? Live. We're tearing it up live for you. So it's going to be great. Um, I can't wait. Oh, also Lisa Barlow <gasps> responded to us on Instagram last Doesn't night. She literally did. And Andy Cohen watched one of our stories. He did. I tagged him in a story and I, he didn't say anything, which like, I get it. Like you're Andy freaking Cohen. I wouldn't expect you to respond, but he did watch my story, our story. It's amazing. Cause I was like posting and posting. And when you, I saw that. You were doing the Lord's work. I was literally popping off. You I was, were. I, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to be annoying on Instagram, but like I wanted to kind of like live you know, not live tweet because I wasn't tweeting, but yeah, like live react. Um, so Andy watched and Lisa watched and responded. And whenever I was like talking about, I was like, yes, you know, Lisa Barlow to like calling out the, um, deflections because Monica was deflecting. Like that was like the main thing she was doing. That's so annoying. It was like deflect, deflect, deflect. And then Lisa was like, "Mm, nice deflection. Nice. And I was like, yes, queen, like call it out. And then she responded and she said, yup, heart, red heart. Red heart. That means love. That means we're in love. That means that we are best friends. Yes. We so love you, Lisa. We got Lisa Barlow. We got Craig. And we got Andy. Oh, my God. We're just... It's all happening. Moving on up in this world. Sheena, it's all happening. Oh, my God. It's all... <laughs> it's all happening. Okay. We are so excited to come at you guys next week. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram at therapistwatchingbravo. Email us thoughts, feelings, observations at therapistwatchingbravo at gmail.com. And love you. Love you. Bye. Okay, bye.